0: episode 896. If the Green Bay Packers didn't win this past week, fans may have turned their attention to the playoff bound Brewers. But the defense came up big for the first time this season in a shutout of the Buffalo Bills. Is it sustainable? It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good evening, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central on Cheesehead TV, coming to you live from Wisconsin's capital city in Madison, here at Beer Rock Bar and Restaurant. I'm your host, Brian Carvu and I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Hofferman. Ben, how are you today? Oh, I'm nervous. There's, nervous? Why is that? There's so many people in here. <laughs> There's 1,300% more
1: people here than normal.
0: Yeah, normally we have a, a crowd of one or two listening to us. Yeah, I'm not us. related
1: to or dating enough of the people in the audience <laughs> to be truly comfortable. So we're, we're going to see what happens here.
0: All right, let's get to this. What the hell's going on out here? Ben, your takeaways from a 22 to nothing shutout of the Buffalo Bills.
1: You're always working so hard over there, John Henry, to keep this thing on the rails. I'm going to take a sharp right and start plowing through the goats here. This train is not staying on the rails. I want to talk about the uh, Bills fan, an adult delinquent that CBS witlessly panned over during the two-minute warning of the second half, who transitioned without seam, mind you, from the bird to some animated linguistics. (laughs) It was as off-color as the Packers' throwback pants. In three seconds on national TV, this woman made enough obscene hand gestures to get Howard Stern to throw the next pitch or have Roddy Dangerfield land a plane. And somewhere in Mudville of Buffalo, two parents have realized they completely struck out.
0: I'll take your word for it. I, it was, I did not see you didn't this. didn't see that? So.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she was flashing some signs.
0: And it was a Bills fan. Yeah. And well, I guess it had to be, right? And there right? was a
1: very proud, drunken Packers boyfriend. You know, there's always, whenever you see that, that really gross lady, there's always, like, a creepy boyfriend, like, really proud of her, Like, oh, yeah, I got her out of the gutter. <laughs> anyway, but the bills game the bills packers game it was boring it was boring <laughs> the bills are not good josh allen is as awkward as spooning on a love seat and and that was just that was the nap that we thought we were all going to have last week against the redskins
0: yeah i i was hoping for that last week but we uh, needed it yes uh, the packers needed to win badly all right uh, the, the good from this game, the Packers, of course, shut out the bills and 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 now, is this sustainable? Did the Packers defense turn a corner here? Is this what we've been waiting for all along from defensive quarter, coordinator Mike Pettin when we hired him this off season
1: ah uh, sorry, I can't get that happy it they're not they didn't turn a corner they I think they're leaning I think they're they're skewing that was, the the bill's offense is so bad. That, that I'm not going to be – like, it was fun to watch the, the defense really shine, but the, the Bills' offense is terrible. They have, they've got 530 passing yards on the year, okay? I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's done that twice. <laughs> um, and they're averaging 220 yards a game. Like, that's an offense that anyone should be shutting down. So uh, I'm, I, I'm happy with the defensive performance. I'm just not going to say, yeah, we turned the corner, you know, this, yeah. is, this is it.
0: I, I get it why again once I'm still baffled I I cannot wrap my head around this why did the Bills why did the Vikings not do that to to, to the Bills the Vikings who one of the best teams in the NFL last year great defense and yet they somehow allowed Josh Allen who looked totally incompetent against the Packers to um, move the ball at least
1: they still only had 292 net yards against the Vikings (laughs) so like even, again, they got they some really nice turnovers from Cousins. I, yeah, that's – you don't even want to watch that game to, 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 to make sense of it. Just let it be magic.
0: All right. Enough talking about the Minnesota Vikings on this yeah. show. Let's get to our chips report, our weekly chips report. The blue chips, the red chips, the cow chips, the blue chips, the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the best players on the field. Keep going, keep
1: going. I want more. <laughs> Adjectives.
0: I'm lost. Okay. All right. Uh, The the most electric player on the field, in my opinion, and and this may be every week until further notice. Running back Aaron Jones. Um, uh, Thoughts on uh, how he did? He's quick as a
1: squiggle. Um, Yeah, he looked good. And you know, everyone's flipping out about his average uh, yards rushing per touch. You know, for a reason, it's over five yards, but. It's, it's the plays where he's not getting so many yards, you know, because the, the blocking was superb this week. But the plays that really impressed me were he maybe got a yard, where the blocking wasn't so hot, and he got back to the line of scrimmage. He made a couple, you know, two, three yard gain out of nothing. You know, he's, he's that mobile and agile. He's yeah. not breaking tackles, you know. So that's that six yards of rush isn't all him. Yeah, but yeah. he is
0: making people miss, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is impressive. The final stat line for Aaron Jones: eleven carries, sixty-five yards, five point nine yards per attempt, a long of thirty yards, and of course finding Pay Dirt the one t- rushing touchdown. He did have one catch on the day; it went for seventeen yards, but that may have been the most impressive. You know, his one catch may have been the most impressive play. That was where he spinned, kept his uh, balance, and kept on going. Yeah. That, that, to me, was the play of the day.
1: Oh, yeah, he looked great. And uh, he, he looked good run blocking, too.
0: Or yeah. I'm pass blocking I should yeah, say. Not, not run block. He did. He sacrificed him. his body on one play action fake where he yeah, got ran over. That. But he to his credit, he, he put his body on the line for Aaron Rodgers. And now, you know, he's a small guy. I mean that's sometimes the best you can do against a big burly oh, yeah, defender. So uh give Aaron Jones credit for that. So I, I I mean there's a lot of people out there arguing, well, he's not the best pass blocker, Jamal. Williams and Ty Montgomery are better, and maybe they should be playing more. Put a pin in that thought. We're going to come back to that later in the show. But first, your other blue chip player. We give two in every category. The other one goes to linebacker Blake Martinez. How did he do, Ben?
1: He did great. I thought um, he benefited from how small the, the field that they had to defend was. Josh Allen is just not getting it done so that allowed him to creep up. He was really able to be aggressive on, on run defense. He looked like he was playing with a purpose. Like, he had that energy that you're
0: used to seeing in, like, Clay Matthews back, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. yeah, he looked great. The final stat line on Blake Martinez, a team leading nine tackles, two of them for a loss, two quarterback hits, one sack for eight yards. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty good for an inside linebacker in the NFL. Uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, you, when you look at his pass rushing when he blitzed, he put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. He was unblocked, but, you know, that you shouldn't hold that against Blake Martinez. He did his job, and he was very quick to the quarterback, and, and he did bring, you, you know, Josh Allen down uh, and, you know, credit him for doing that without having any trouble with it. On top of that, uh, there were just so many of those nine tackles that he had that were just within about maybe two yards of the line of scrimmage where, I mean, that's what you want as a linebacker. You don't want the running backs breaking long ones or even, you know, four or five yards. He, he's hitting them after a gain of one or two.
1: Yeah, you can, I mean, sometimes you look at the stat line and it, it, it's not, it not really giving you what the game was like because you can sit back on, your toe, on, your, on the back of your heels and, and wait for the run to come to you. You can make a lot of tackles, you know, five yards downfield, but he wasn't. He was being aggressive. Those yeah. were those were good tackles.
0: Yeah, good job by Blake Martinez. Uh, there's been a lot of you know credit given to the defensive line ahead of him. I think you know really yeah. good players like Kenny Clark and, and Mike Daniels, and and maybe some people argue that that takes away from Blake Martinez's performance. But I I can't complain with Blake Mar- I, what he did.
1: I think you could have given another uh, another uh, gold star to Kenny Clark this week. Maybe you, yeah. did you hold off just because we've given him so many times, it's like, I don't know. Let's not repeat ourselves. Yeah, he, <laughs> he played he great again. He definitely played
0: well. Again, there's there's no shortage of uh, honorable mentions this week, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah,
1: that was, yeah, this was another easy one. Yeah,
0: let, let's go to the, the red chips. Um, you're good, maybe not great players. One of them, going to safety, haha Clinton Dix, he came up with probably the defensive play of the game his interception of Josh Allen in which he really attacked the football and put his body on the line because it's, it's like he almost made a tackle and an interception at the same time.
1: Yeah, he was going for the ball and then ended up making a – he made a snot bubbler of a hit that, that – was, that was violent. That was like watching – remember when TLC first became a channel and they just showed, like, open-heart surgery 24-hour seven. It was just like, what? Who's watching this? Like that was ugly. Yeah. I didn't like watching that one.
0: <laughs> if he doesn't get his hands on the ball, I mean that's a penalty for targeting, probably. So. It,
1: they almost they threw a flag when uh, Clay Matthews watched it.
0: <laughs> so he he had to get grab the ball in order not to be penalized. But Ha Ha finishes with four tackles an interception and a pass breakup on the day, a- and allowed very few catches to be allowed into his coverage area too. So good job. Uh, in coverage uh, for him your other red chip player uh, going to I'm going to give this one to offensive lineman Byron Bell uh, a guy who made his first start of the season uh, filling in for an injured Justin McRae and on one week of practice just stepped right in kept the offense going, and you alluded to it before, the blocking was so good this week, and, and he was a big part of that.
1: Yeah. I, if it weren't for the fact, I mean, the way that he just stepped in, you, you I didn't think like, oh, we got this guy, this new guy, we got a, you know, there's going to be a hole here, you know, watch it, oh, there's that new guy. You didn't feel that like that was going on at all. Um, if it weren't for that, I would, I Bakhtiari played like a god this week. Yeah. But, you know, you got to give this guy credit for just walking in off the street yeah. and 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 playing well.
0: Yeah, uh, by by no means do we trying to shortchange anyone. Kenny Clark, David Bakhtiari, they're not the only worthy guys. Uh, Jair Alexander gets honorable mention here as well. Um, lots of good performances to pick from this week. All right, your cow chips—the uh, guys who didn't do so hot—they uh, played a little like cow doo doo. Um, one of them going to wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, Marquez Valdez Scantling, um, having trouble in multiple facets of the game, on two, on no less than two occasions, drawing the ire of quarterback Aaron Rodgers, knowing that he didn't do what the quarterback wanted him to do. He he ran a curl route one time. He didn't come back to the ball enough. Another time he was. You know, tried to throw a block uh, on a, a first quarter uh, carry by Jamal Williams that ended up short of the sticks. The rookie's got a long way to go.
1: yeah, and I think he deserves a couch chip just for having such a long hyphenated name that doesn't roll <laughs> off your tongue like as someone who is trying to talk coherently, Mark has Vda come on I, I will give this is a I think that man, we're really stretching here <laughs> trying to find people that played poor in this game. The bill's just yeah because around.
0: I will give Scantling credit here that he came back and he had like what was it a 38 yard reception late in the game I mean for him to kind of you know put everything that he did wrong behind him and, and come up with a big play you know kudos to him uh, hopefully this that's a building block for uh, what going forward here your other cow chip player from this game uh, the guy who I thought struggled some and again this was a stretch. I, I honestly had a tough time coming up with a, with a couch. I, we always give two, so I'm not going to bend my rules just for this. But it was honestly between him and Aaron Rodgers, and that's almost heresy. Oh, uh,
1: no, I, <laughs> I, I was glad when I saw him, not to, not to uh, switch to the, the last page of the book here, but I was, I was happy to see that he got a dishonorable mention because he was my – I had him down as a – yeah, he played poorly in my book.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there were just several throws that were off the target that – I I mean, he did good things too, and it, it's – if we're splitting hairs here, I suppose that's a good thing from a Packers perspective in that there weren't a ton of bad performances. It was but just like a mediocre one.
1: If you look at how he's playing this year, though, I mean, we need him to to step up from where he's at right yeah. now. He's got less touchdowns than Alex Smith. Yeah. All right, the guy in – it, yeah, yeah, he's just not.
0: It seems like every game Aaron Rodgers has gotten a little worse through four games this yeah. year. He's not trending in the right direction. He was
1: fantastic against the Bears. That second half yeah. was, you know, amazing. Yeah, we're comparing. You know, we're yeah. we're flipping through the Bible looking for references on uh, on how he played. But when I'm looking at at his performance, I'm always looking at. He had seven passes that I blame him for. Yeah. You know, they're just bad passes. Yeah. And then he had five great ones. Yeah. You know, and for Aaron Rodgers, like, th- that's what you're you're looking for. So he didn't yeah. play up to his own standards.
0: Yeah. I mean, he throws a touchdown and pass that pick but six I, I could have. Oh, that, yeah. he, that
1: was dropped. Like, that yeah. was
0: bad. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Who did Wait, we actually we, give the couch yeah. up to? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers just gets the dishonorable mention. The couch up actually goes to Josh Jackson, mostly for two very dumb fourth quarter penalties one was for unnecessary roughness the other was for a face mask on top of that he gave up several catches in the game they and again to his credit none of them that went for a touchdown or a long pass or anything like that uh which in the cow chip category in the past a lot of them do um but uh you know he's it's it's a learning curve for another rookie here
1: yeah he had a he had a good pass defended he he even had those boneheaded plays. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, that's my real cow chip. Yeah. That Years would go Yeah, I'm him. making an edit.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. Um, before we go to break, today's episode of Railbird Central is brought to you, unsurprisingly, by Beer Rock. This Friday, October 5th, Beer Rock welcomes Potosi Brewing Company for its Oktoberfest event and tap takeover. We'll have Potosi's award-winning Oktoberfest Marsen Lager, plus three other tasty Potosi taps. One in every four Potosi beers wins a prize for customers, including T-shirts, gift certificates, and glassware. Furthermore, we'll be debuting pretzels on our food menu, including a pimento cheese dip. So stop on out this Friday, October 5th, for the German-inspired event. Doors open at 3 o'clock p.m. and lasts all night long for Beer Rock's Oktoberfest. And right now we're going to take a little break. We've got coming up Ben Fennell of The Athletic Wisconsin uh, joining us, going to talk some Packers here. We're going to get him on the phone, and we'll be right back.
1: Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, Okay.
0: Railbird Central is back here live at Beer Rock in Madison, Wisconsin. And joining us now on the phone is Ben Fennell of The Athletic, Wisconsin, but a guy who also has his hand in ESPN, NFL Network, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Brian. How are you? Very good. We're glad to be talking to you today, and we got a lot to get to here, Ben. Uh, you're the kind of guy who analyzes the Packers a lot, and, and I want to ask you, Ben, what what did this Packers defense do that it wasn't doing the first three weeks of the season because this was a drastic difference?
2: Well, I felt like philosophically they were still executing the same defense and and working towards the same goals. But what I noticed this Sunday against the Bills was they were winning on early downs. And when you win on early downs and you stop the run on first and second down and you get them into third and medium and long situations, That's the recipe, and that's the formula for Mike Pettin's defense. And then he could dial up the pressure. If you're not getting into those third and six-plus situations, you really can't implement that pressure scheme that Mike Pettin wants to. And that's what I noticed on Sunday. There were 16 third downs, and they averaged third and 8.7 yards. So there's a lot of third and long situations, and we saw the pressure dialed up.
0: Yeah, getting a rookie quarterback in third and long is a winning combination. Uh, So the the defense, Ben, was the bright spot from this past weekend. On the other hand, the Packers' offense was quite inconsistent. To you, what is the biggest shortcoming this Packers' offense so far this season?
2: Well, I've seen a couple of things that have been disappointing. I really think Aaron Rodgers needs a friend on this offense. I just was uh, watching the film of the Philadelphia Eagles against the Titans, and I watched the return of Alshon Jeffrey and some of the contested 50-50 balls this guy made for Carson Wentz. I just don't feel like Aaron Rodgers has that security blanket in the offense to bail him out, to make a tough catch, to maybe make a grab on an errant throw or a misplaced ball. I just don't think he has that friend in the offense to really help him out. I mean, he's made some fantastic throws that were dropped, Not to mention some of the contested throws that he just needs somebody to help him out with. On top of some of the issues at the offensive line, obviously right guard's been a bit over rotation. And, you know, collectively, they haven't been picking up pressures and blitzes as well as they had in the past. I know Rodgers took a couple hits, a couple unexpected hits on Sunday that really opened your eyes and wondered where, where the protections were and where the breakdowns occurred.
0: Let me ask you some questions about some individual players here, and this kind of leads into it quite well because you're talking about Aaron Rodgers needing a friend. Uh, let's talk about a guy who should be a friend, Devontae Adams. It, you know, he, he's been good, a, a good wide receiver. I don't think he's considered a great NFL wide receiver. What does he need to do to take that next step and, and kind of be considered that Pro Bowl type of guy?
2: Yeah, you know, Devontae's been very interesting considering his career arc and the way he really struggled his first and second year out of the gate. But he's really coming to his own. I really like him as an a B-plus, A-minus receiver comparatively across the NFL. He has excellent releases. He's a great route runner. He has excellent double moves. And we see that extra gear after the catch, which I didn't know that he had. But what does he need to do? He's going to start seeing some of the top corners in the NFL now. Now he's the lead alpha dog in this offense on the outside, and I just want him to make some of the tougher catches. Like I was just saying, Rodgers needs that friend. I just want Adams to make some of the tougher catches when he has a corner on his back or maybe he has to track a ball with a corner on his hip down the field, and when maybe his route running didn't get the separation that he needed, you need to be able to pull down those tough catches when corners are right up your butt.
0: Another friend of Aaron Rodgers here, offensive lineman David Bakhtiari. We have probably haven't talked enough on this show about how well he's done this season, and, and that's what I got you here for, Ben, to, to kind of uh, enlighten us here and, and, and tell us how good he's doing it. Is, is he at the peak of his ability right now?
2: I think so. But the tackle position, in my opinion, is a no news is good news. So if you're not hearing much about the left tackle position, that means that guy's showing up every week and doing his job. And that's what David Bakhtiari does. It's not the flashiest player. He's not the sexiest player. He's not a mauler. He's not going to smash guys into the ground. But he has an excellent combination of athleticism, quick speed, strength, and he's so fundamentally sound. I just love seeing Jerry Hughes on several plays calling for holds and pleading mid-play and just seeing the frustration that David Bakhtiari was causing him throughout. He's just so fundamentally sound. He's so balanced. He's never a liability in the offense. He never gets off balance or falling on his face or overextended. He's just a reliable player week in and week out. I was really surprised to see Ryan Kerrigan actually bull rush him a few times into the lap of Rodgers two weeks ago. But aside from that, David Bakhtiari is normally a lights out, shut out left tackle against some of the elite edge rushers in this NFL.
0: From the offensive side of the ball to defense, Um, can we get into how well first-round draft pick Jair Alexander has done this season? What can you tell me about him?
2: Yeah, Jair has been a bright spot, and he's just been that alpha corner that you need on the outside in today's NFL. You need a guy with a short memory, and even if he gets beat, I need him to be confident and still talking smack and playing with a swagger and having that my ball mentality and just you could see the attitude that guy brings, whether he's sticking his nose in in the run game and talking a little smack after the play or the way he can test the ball at the catch point, like breaking up that pass on Kelvin Benjamin last week. We've seen the ball skills already. I don't care that that play was blown dead where Clay Matthews hit Kirk Cousins, What a beautiful catch over a shoulder that he made on that interception that should have been the game stealer. So just to have that alpha dog, confident corner on the outside, which you need in today's NFL, there are big gazelle receivers outside the numbers and you got to be ready every week to put your face into these guys and to run with them. And even if you get beat, which you're going to get beat in today's NFL, especially rookies, you have to still have the confidence that you can have that short memory and it's next play.
0: Yeah. This is the type of guy I can see being a captain for the green Bay Packers down the road. He's, he's got it all so far that he's showing, uh, early on in his rookie season. Uh, unfortunately ben alexander uh left with an injury this past week and while last year's first round draft choice kevin king has missed the past two weeks Uh, are the packers in danger if these two guys can't play coming up well at some point
2: we're playing the best players right now so if those guys aren't ready to go there's going to be a drop off of talent because we're obviously playing the best available players now the interesting thing with everybody analyzing this year's Packers team and Mike Pettin, Dom Capers was also a big heavy blitz overload pressured uh, defensive coordinator. But what's deteriorated over the last three or four years is the lack of man coverage corners. They weren't able to get consistent play from Demarius Randall, Quentin Rollins, obviously Devon House and Tremont Williams took free agent money elsewhere. They just didn't have that consistency outside of numbers. But that's what I'm seeing from Kevin King. You know, Josh Jackson, Jair Alexander, we have guys on the outside that can cover and hold their own in one-on-one situations, which is really the lifeblood of being able to blitz these quarterbacks in the NFL is you got to hold up on the outside. So even if we're missing Kevin King or Jair Alexander, I think Jermon's been playing very well. I think Josh Jackson's been getting experience and getting better each week. And there's going to be a little bit of a trickle effect, but I like the defensive back room collectively. I think they'll be able to hold the ship.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. I know Kevin King at least practiced this past week. Maybe he's on the cusp of returning, and we'll see what this week of practice brings as far as Jair Alexander's health. Before we let you go, Ben, uh, let's just take a quick peek here at the week ahead. The Packers take on the Lions in week five. What are you going to be watching for in this game?
2: Well, I think the one difference, as I was studying the Lions this year, which is a very dangerous uh, sentiment is the, the Lions offense is becoming balanced, and they have a few guys in the backfield that they haven't had over the past couple of years, and I really like this rookie on Johnson. He's a big physical upright running back that will run you over like he ran over the safety in Dallas on Sunday. So I'm just worried about the balanced approach of the Detroit Lions that we really haven't seen over the last four, five, six years, maybe even through Stafford's career. So I just get very tentative that if they have a rushing attack to go along with Stafford's ability as a passer, that just gives me a little bit of caution that they're becoming a more multiple offense and a much more dangerous offense, because we know what the type of quarterback Matt Stafford can be, but he needs help. He can't do it all, and if they're establishing a run game, that could be a recipe for disaster.
0: Ben, uh, did we miss anything earlier? You're, you're writing for the Athletic. you you, you. Moonlight for ESPN, NFL Network. Anything else you want to plug? No, I think
2: that's everything. I mean, that sounds like a pretty worky business card right there, <laughs> but it's a lot of football and life could be worse, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: you do a good job at it, Ben. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us and keep up the good work, okay?
2: Thank you very much, Brian. My film remarkable comes out tomorrow morning. so Be on the lookout.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. Ben Finnell of The Athletic, Wisconsin, joining us here at RailBird Central on a Tuesday evening here at Beer Rock. Time to get to our mailbag questions, and we're bringing Ben Hofferman back to answer these. Ben, uh, I, can I ask a question? We're, we're going to get to the Twitter mailbag first. This, can, is
1: your, this is your show.
0: I, <laughs> I guess 896 I, of your show. Okay. Um, I, I want to know uh, what the heck... Why, why can't this coaching staff see that Aaron Jones needs to play a vast majority of the snaps because it hasn't happened yet, and I would have thought it would have happened by now.
1: Well, the mentality with running backs is always you don't let them shine until you, you, just, you figure out how good they are, then you lock them in with the contract, and then you just run them into the ground like a horse. All right, And then you leave them just like spare body parts for the next team. So maybe they're waiting to lock him in. <laughs> no, I, that's not a good end. I don't know. I think it's they're just taking their sweet time. I mean, Ty Montgomery is good. He gives you a little added, added dimension. He's a better pass catcher. But, yeah, we got to be seeing him more, and I think we're going to this week.
0: <laughs> we better soon. I am so frustrated just because if, if Mike McCarthy and company can't see that Aaron Jones needs to be out there significantly more. I question their, you it's, know, talent evaluation.
1: It's got to be this week because jumping ahead a little bit here, but the game plan for beating the Lions is to run the ball on them because the three games that they've lost, they've allowed a 100-yard rusher. And, you're, I mean, giving up three 100-yard rushers, there's your weakness. and And I think... That's what we got to go with. Let's ride Aaron Jones for the win on this one.
0: I, I like that that mentality. I, I just, for a second here, you know, I there used to be like these roles in the NFL that have kind of gone by the wayside. There used to be third down backs. There used to be short yardage backs, and that was the thing like a decade ago or more that guys would be in these roles. And, and now the Packers offense, they like – what they do is they give a running back a drive. Like, this is the guy for this drive, and they don't sub him out. And I'm starting to think, like, this is maybe becoming outdated itself because I, I think what you're doing is you're keeping the players happy. Like, yeah, the the player themselves wants to be in their all drive because if you have, like, one bad carry, you argue, like, oh, I'm not getting in a groove. I, ne- I need more opportunities. Well, I I know too bad, you you know, if if you're Aaron Jones, you should be out there majority of the time. Jamal Williams is the big burly guy. He should be out there for short yardage situations, the four-minute offense. Ty Montgomery's the receiver. He should be out there for third downs.
1: Running backs aren't the position you need to keep happy. They got the shelf life of fresh alfalfa (laughs) sprouts. Like, one of them's going to be hurt soon enough. I mean, just... You know, ride your best guy. I mean how long you don't have you don't have long time with
0: these running backs. I get it. They run the hurry up offense so people can't come off the field, but there is enough opportunities between penalties happen, timeouts happen, they can make these substitutions. Do it, Mike McCarthy. You are
1: passionate about this. I mean yeah, I mean there's always a lineman flopping around on the field like you're gonna have to put him down. So like <laughs> there's time to sneak a running back out there. You could keep one in his back pocket.
0: Yeah. All right, let's get to our Twitter mailbag here. I, I'm glad to see the passion. <laughs> the Unknown Packers podcast. A fellow podcast is asking this podcast a question. Okay. The Unknown Packers podcast asks Will Tremont Williams or Josh Jackson move to safety?
1: I don't see that happening. I mean, Josh Jackson, we were just talking about how he's kind of a liability at this point. And the guy, the safety? I wouldn't say a liability. Well, just, I mean, he's, he's a rookie, right? Yeah. So he's got that element. Where he's liable, yeah. not that he's in a liability. Yeah, you're, you're right. That's an overstatement. But like Tremont, yeah, sure, he's got the the mentality. You could put him back there. He knows what's what. But you're not going to do that. I don't think.
0: Yeah, uh, Josh Jackson. We we got to see him fail, and 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 this past week, calling that a fail is is you know just you no. know, he, he 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 had a few things he can learn from. That's all. And, and But Tremont Williams, I, I'm not putting him in that Charles Woodson category. Right, who, that's you know, what I was thinking. Like, yeah. That's the
1: kind of guy you can just put in any old position. Like, oh, yeah, we need help safety. Hey, Woodson, go do that. Or like, oh, hey, we need to you know paint this barn. Like, hey, Woodson, yeah. grab a paintbrush. Like, he could do whatever he wanted, you know.
0: <laughs> I, I just don't see these two guys doing that. Um, Actually, I, I, mean, I take that
1: back. I would have Josh Jackson paint a barn with me. I'm sure he could do that.
0: <laughs> Maybe Josh Jackson in time, but, I mean, we're that is at least a, another season away, at least before we know what he can do.
1: What what's the Freudian uh, element to thinking about barn painting? What the heck's on my mind? Okay, yeah, that's this is awful. Let's, next question.
0: Okay. Um, we got a, a two questions here that are practically the same one. And, and this happens to be like a recurring theme every week here. Yeah. <laughs> I think
1: one of our listeners is Mercedes Lewis's mom. Okay.
0: Here are the questions from Brian M on Twitter. Why aren't we seeing more of Mercedes Lewis? And then from Beck loves one on Twitter. Why are the Packers not utilizing Mercedes Lewis more often? It seems like he's only been in like maybe 30 times can't he assist Balaga? We have two big-ass tight ends, and it seems they are underutilized. Big-ass. Big-ass. A-double-Z. I, yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> this is at least the third episode we have addressed this Mercedes Lewis question.
1: I like that Mercedes Lewis's mom is tech-savvy enough to create multiple Twitter accounts to inflate <laughs> the uh, the worry about him getting snaps. Good, good job, Mama Lewis. I think... Jimmy Graham has proven himself to be a good enough uh, run blocker, and he's way more dynamic. You have to always be wondering if he's going to go out for a route. You don't, you know, yeah, Lewis can catch, but he's not that dynamic. So I yeah. think that's why. Because I think I'm watching Jimmy Graham, and I'm like, wow, he can block. You know, you didn't. He, he's shining there for me. So I think that's why.
0: Yeah, I, I guess – you see Graham block like when he's out wide and he's blocking defensive backs down the field. I just don't know if he's the kind of guy who can get in a three point stance on the line of scrimmage and do that.
1: But I just, I don't think, I think there's two ways to, to alleviate pressure and that's to take a guy out of the play or you can block him through the play. You know? So I think Graham, just him being out there, you're like, Oh, what are they going to do? Yeah. He's got that element of surprise to him. I don't know. I'm, I haven't seen a whole lot. Mercedes Lewis had a, gri- had a really good block um, on that goal-to-go uh, touchdown. But I i don't know. I'm th- you got to trust the coaches at some point. There's got to be some reason that they're not playing him.
0: Do you think that they've determined, like, he's done? Because I, I, we know Mercedes Lewis is not a spring chicken anymore.
1: Right. I mean, that's probably part of it. Yeah. But I don't think he's done. I think he's yeah. just, you know.
0: I, I do wish the Packers could just, like, get him one catch to, like, Oh, so, get him off the oh, schneid. So you, you don't know? want the running
1: backs getting touches, but you want all the tight ends to share it. You're like the, the well, Bernie. Sanders like... A tight end. No I'm kidding. I'm No, I'm just kidding.
0: I, I, if we could just get him one catch, maybe this question yeah, will true. go away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Then we
1: could get his mom off our back.
0: Yeah, okay. From Peter Isles on Twitter, since he's so hot right now, if he suited up on Sunday, what position would uh uh, Christian Yellich play, and, and what kind of stats would he rack up?
1: This is my kind of question, right in my wheelhouse. But before we get to that, I would like to mention that you had him down as Peter Lies, which I know Peter Isles. I know this man, and that is a great uh, tongue. Like, what is that? What is, I forget what that's called. Like, you stumbled upon the truth. Peter Lies. <laughs> Peter Isles can suck it. Peter has. Afraidian you are there, you hear me? Yeah.
0: Uh, except I don't know him. You do.
1: Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Peter, you're a good guy. So the question, that this is right up my alley. This, is, this reminds me of, like, the superhero questions, like, who would win in a fight? And what's most important is, like, what are the rules of the universe? You know, like, are we in DC rules? or Is it Marvel Universe? Does Batman <laughs> get to keep his utility belt in the fight? Because if that's the rules, then if Yelly gets his bat and his, and his glove, I'm putting him in the slot. I'm running quick, like, in routes. He's catching it with that glove, and he's just going to be bunny foo-foo and cornerbacks all the way down the, the field. You know, and you, there's only a roughing on defenders. You know, the defensive <laughs> player can just like grab a face mask and twist it all around like he's night train lane. Yeah. So yeah, he's getting 200 yards, three TDs in the slant yeah. on slant routes, and in.
0: I personally thought Christian Yelich might be like that rangy free safety. You see him, you know, going to catch balls way. You know, he's covering yards to go catch you know deep balls fly balls and and like he's the kind of guy who could like range and go grab an interception or something like that i like this little fantasy yeah so maybe we the packers need to sign him next year
1: good luck you're gonna be paying him some money
0: <laughs> should, should we talk some brewers here like i mean they're doing so oh, I'm awesome
1: t- i'm too excited i you don't know why you want to get me started you're going to the game I'm thursday. Going on thursday Oh, don't even bring it up. I can't even sit.
0: Had to take off work. This yeah. man's taken off work to go S- to the game Thursday.
1: Suck it, Full Compass. <laughs> um, before we – not to change subjects here, but you had Kyler Fackrell down as an honorable mention for the red chip, and you've been giving him so much grief. Let's, get, <laughs> let's <laughs> give Kyler Fackrell his you. time in the sun. Yes, thank you. Because he I, got three sacks. I apologize. He pinned you. his ears back.
0: He did. The reason he didn't probably get any – you know, a red chip or anything. He lucked into one of those sacks in which Josh Allen tripped over his yeah. offensive lineman. Yeah. And if you look close, he I don't think, I don't even think Kyler Fackrell even touched him. So uh, th- that was a gimme. Uh, the other ones were like fourth quarter. You yeah, know. he got,
1: well, I mean, we had seven sacks on the game. Yeah. And we had six and a half in the second half. Like, we pinned our ears back. Like, Josh Allen was. He was struggling. He had 1.9 <laughs> points. He had 1.9 more points in fantasy than he did in reality. Okay, in fantasy this week, <laughs> I won World War II by myself. I jumped on hundred turtles and I slept with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> hey, you, you can't pick what you dream about. Okay, don't blame me for that last one. That's not a that's not a simulation out there.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, Kyler Fackrell did the, his job. He, he did his X3. job.
1: No, he yeah he pinned his ears back. He looked he was playing with energy. I thought he had a good game, but yeah, you're right.
0: I hope this just is a stepping a stone for see. Kyler Fackrell. Uh, g- good job, buddy. Uh, keep it up. Now Th- get that, please... that sounded backhanded. <laughs> I'm okay. Sorry, I, <laughs> should, I'm sorry. I just
1: hate the man.
0: Show me again, Kyler, and you will gain a new fan. Okay. All right. I'm going right. to hold you to that. Um, all right. That's going to do it for uh, this week's episode you got a of Railbird for next week. Oh, are we, are we got to talk about this game.
1: Oh, oh yeah. You, <laughs> I right, I, I derail us and then I, I try and bring us back. <laughs> what do you think we're going to do against the Lions? I,
0: I gotta go with the Packers just because the Lions are inconsistent. You know, they they go and beat the Patriots, which was unexpected. That I yeah. was pretty impressed with on Johnson that game, but. I I just think, you know, Aaron Rodgers has a way of turning things around. It's not like he may have had an average game here. He's going to figure out a way to right the ship and quickly.
1: It's easy to right a ship that just won via shutout. So, yeah, I I see that. But I'm actually going to go with the Lions this week because we just played the Bills who had nothing. Golden Tate and Galladay are looking good. Galladay literally caught everything thrown at him. It was freaky. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm just worried about our uh, corners here. I think we're going to get beat. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be exciting. Don't anyone watch the Bills again. That was like watching Frazier. They're <laughs> playing the Titans this week. My God, I bet the Rockies have more runs tonight than they're going to score in that game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I'm and it's gonna,
1: one to nothing right now.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going twenty-one twenty Packers in this. Do you have a score or I, a, a difference? I'm going to
1: go like thirty-eight thirty. I think it's going to be a, a big one. I'm going thirty-eight thirty lines. Wow, a lot of points Ugly. being scored
0: in this one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. You don't. So you don't think the Packers defense can sustain this? No, I don't.
1: We'll see. I mean, I think if we can get pressure. On on Stafford, I, th- that's going to be interesting to see is what our pass rush is going to look like. The Lions have given up, they gave up three sacks this week, but it's to the best defender in the league, yeah. arguably. So for that, they've given up one a week. So I don't know. I just don't. This think is going to be a fun one. I think this will. Yeah, this will be a test. This is one we can actually yeah. gauge the team on. Unlike yeah. when you're playing the Bills we can just sit here and make jokes at Josh Allen's expense and yeah. give backhanded comments to guys named Fackrell.
0: Yeah, I mean, if the Packers lose, we're, we're probably maybe destined to be talking about like a 500 team all season long or, you know.
1: If I Google Fackrell on Urban Dictionary, that's not Googling, but if I put that in Urban Dictionary, what do you think it says?
0: Uh, probably something that Brett Kavanaugh did. Oh my God. <laughs> I like beer. <laughs> <laughs> we are going totally off the rails. Yeah, okay. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us today. Thanks for coming out for our crowd at Beerock. We'll be back next week, eight o'clock p.m. Central Time, live every week, broadcasted live on Cheesehead TV. We'll see everyone. Uh, I leave you today with a song called "Kidney in a Cooler" by Keller Williams on Sci Fidelity Records. See ya. Go pack. Go.
1: mm mm-hmm.